Hey everybody, it's Aaron Albert. It is Friday, February 7th. We made it. Hey everyone. Winter time, slogging through February. This was a hard week for a lot of us, myself included. I know we are having some weird uh, astrological things going on right now, according to my horoscope. So maybe that's what's going on. I don't know. But we have to celebrate the fact that Friday is upon us. So this week, I wanted to clarify or do a question of the week, actually. And um, I love the question of the week segments, actually, because they force me to go research some questions that maybe I don't have answers to. And such is the case this week. I did a LinkedIn Live earlier this week after talking to the students at University of Indianapolis in their grant writing master's uh, course with Professor Kristen Garvey, a good friend of mine. Thank you, Kristen, for the opportunity to go pitch the day job at ASCP. Um, when I posted that LinkedIn Live, I got a really interesting question from Philip Highvale, and he's a pharmacist. And he asked on the LinkedIn Live post, just curious, why hasn't the APHA or other organization regulated the number of schools to prevent oversaturations of or oversaturating the pharmacists? We've been hearing corporate salaries are subsiding in California. Not good. Philip, I am with you. And yes, anecdotally, it's not just California. I've heard salaries are going all the way down to $20, $30 an hour for a pharmacist. And that may sound like great money to some, but considering the fact that pharmacists are spending six years of their lives in terms of getting an education, passing a practice exam, we call it the NAPLEX in case you're not in pharmacy, and then we have a law exam that we have to pass in most jurisdictions that's called the Multi-State Pharmacy Jurisprudence Examination, or MPJE. Not all states. California has their own, by the way. Uh, that's a great question. And I know the BLS or the Bureau of Labor Statistics data that came out last summer basically said that there is no growth in pharmacy for the next few years. It's zero percent. Although that it's arguable there are some pockets of growth for pharmacy. And I actually did a separate LinkedIn Live last uh fall about that data. But nonetheless, I started doing some digging around to look and see what's happening in medical schools as a model because, of course, medicine is also part of the healthcare team. But the way that they do accreditation of schools seems to be a little bit different. So to give just a little bit of construct, and I am by no means an expert in accreditation of pharmacy programs, but the governing body that accredits pharmacy schools or schools of pharmacy and upholds those the schools to the standards, there are standards by which pharmacy schools must operate, is called ACPE. And this organization is in Chicago, and they also, by the way, accredit continuing pharmacist education programs that are ACPE accredited. 
you as a pharmacist, if you go to a CE program, you'll see their little ACPE logo usually. If the provider of that uh, continuing pharmacist education is ACPE accredited. So ACPE also governs schools and they don't really, I don't believe, tell schools whether or not they can be accredited. All schools or potential schools need to do is apply and then show how they meet the standards that are set forth by ACPE to be a uh, school of pharmacy that is accredited. Now, when I looked over at medicine, it was a little bit different setup. They have uh, two branches, obviously, for doctors of osteopathy and doctors of medicine. The doctors of medicine schools are accredited by an organization called the Liaison Committee on Medical Education, LCME. And I know we love our vegetable soup in healthcare. But it looks like LCME is an accrediting body for schools of medicine that is, according to Wikipedia, quote unquote, sponsored by two other organizations, the Association of American Medical Colleges and the American Medical Association. Now, I don't know if it's a fair comparison to try to assimilate the Association of American Medical Colleges to AACP on our side, the American Association of Colleges of Pharmacy. They are a separate organization from ACPE that is academic pharmacists for the most part. The second organization, the American Medical Association, that's part of this liaison committee on medical education that accredits medical schools might be the equivalent to the American Pharmacists Association. Now, I don't quote me on that. I don't know if the organizations and their missions are radically different from the pharmacy organizations that might or might not be equivalent on our side. But it's interesting on the medicine side that two these two organizations, which AMA is really the large umbrella association for medicine, and then um, the Association for American Medical Colleges, I'm assuming that's the academic physicians, are in kind of this quote-unquote sponsorship together to form this liaison committee on medical education. ACPE, from my understanding, does not report to or is sponsored by other associations. But again, don't quote me, I'm just doing some quick and dirty searches online on this. So if we look back at medicine, there was a report put out in 2019 that basically said we're somewhere between 25,000 and 100,000 plus physicians as a shortage by, I think, the year 2030 or 2035 in the U.S. Now, that's between the 25th and the 75th percentile of the shortage. But I find it very interesting that on the medicine side, at least, um, and I'm looking at the medical or the medicine programs, not necessarily the DO programs, although I'm sure that there's statistics over on the DO side as well. 
we have we seem to have a huge shortage. And by the way, that's driven by the aging population um, in my world, ASCP, where we work with senior care patients. But nonetheless, uh, there is a huge shortage of physicians. And yet now, with the number of pharmacy schools being around 144, 143-ish uh, plus, uh, we have or seem to have um, an oversaturation in the market. So that's just kind of the quick and dirty research that I've done for Philip in the last, I don't know, 30 minutes before I wanted to record this podcast. And I don't really have any good questions or answers for Philip. Um, I think I've heard anecdotally that ACPE in the past merely holds schools or potential schools up to the standards. And that's the uh, review by which they receive accreditation. And accreditation uh, process is driven by peers at peer pharmacy schools. So the academic pharmacists, I believe, are working in tandem with ACPE staff to approve schools of pharmacy. Ironically, I think in terms of schools of medicine right now, I think in the U.S. there are fewer schools of medicine that are accredited versus pharmacy schools at this point, although they're very, I think, close. I, I want to say medicine was around 140 accredited programs. And again, MD, I'm not looking at the DO. I think there's 35 or so schools for uh, doctors of osteopathy. And there's about 144-ish uh, schools of pharmacy. Now, uh, ACPE's board meets twice a year, from my understanding, and they just met for the fall and winter self-study cycles and published their report from their board um, and sent it out this past week. And I believe there is one pharmacy school that is no longer accredited from that cycle. And they do that cycle again twice a year. So the bottom line here is I don't have a good answer for Philip. So if you're listening to this and you're an expert on either comparison between schools of medicine in the United States and schools of pharmacy and the accreditation processes between those two types of healthcare professionals, I am extending my personal invitation to you to come on the show and get the puppets out and explain it to all of us as to what those differences and similarities might be. Now, on both sides, I think residencies are still a huge uh, challenge and that there's a, a huge shortage of those. And those tend to be funded, from my understanding, by CMS. And again, I don't know that much else beyond this entire process, nor do I know that much about medicine other than what I've just researched for the past 30 minutes. How's that for a ton of disclaimers? But I think Philip asks a really good question. And, you know, I know that our brothers and sisters in pharmacy are really undergoing a lot of transformation right now, and it feels painful. I understand your plight. It's hard, uh, especially if you walk into your job and you've been there for 20 or 30 years and you suddenly get a pink slip and you have to walk. Um, I feel your pain. I've been there. I've done that. So anybody that can answer Philip's question, I welcome you to send me a tweet at Aaron L. Albert. You can hit me up at LinkedIn. 
I welcome your feedback in this arena because I think it's time to have a frank discussion. And I've talked to a lot of pharmacists out there who are feeling this angst as well, and yet very few people are talking about it. I know APHA's annual meeting is coming up this spring in National Harbor, Maryland, and I know there's a lot of pharmacists that are very interested to see the new executive director and what his charges and mission and, and vision will be for the organization moving forward. He's got an interesting background, comes from the health system portion of pharmacy practice. So it'll be interesting to kind of watch that unfold. Philip, I wish I had better answers for you, but I, I do appreciate the question. I am so glad that you asked because it's kind of timed, I think, to talk about all this. Uh, I would also welcome any other opinions about other uh, country setups for schools of medicine and or schools of pharmacy, our neighbors to the north in Canada, of course, Australia, um, European Union, etc. So, Philip, I tried just for you. On the weekend front, I will be over here cranking out a 10-page paper for my newest certificate. It's the last piece of my few, three or four months uh, now journey through my new certificate program that uh, is out of pharmacy, out of healthcare, but has been so uh, interesting to learn from our professors, our thought-provoking, and uh, I've appreciated learning about a whole new area uh, of professionalism that doesn't really reach into healthcare necessarily, but there were a ton of people in my class of the 51 of us um, who are in healthcare, ironically. So I'm excited about getting that knocked out. And that's about it. Happy winter, everybody. Hang in there. Happy weekend. I'm sure I'll be back soon. Take care.